Welcome to Across the Table. It's a brand new podcast brought to you by the Eastland Community Fellowship. I'm Gordy Allen. To my left is John Smiley. John. Hi. Across the table is Joy Langelier. Joy. Hello. And to my right, on the other side, making her way clockwise around the table, is Tim George. Tim. Hello. This is exciting for us. We've been talking about this for a little bit now. Um, and, and the purpose, overall purpose of this being to reach beyond the walls of our church, right? Yes. Our church is a small church. There's a few of us members, but we are growing. We're growing in Christ and that's the, uh, that's the right growth to have. That's what we should all be striving for being members in a church or attending a church, right? Uh, the first topic we wanted to talk about today, why do people go to church? Why do people not go to church? Um, we have any thoughts on that, Tim? You want to start? I'll I'll start with me. I go to church because I want to seek God's face. Mm-hmm. I want I want to be obedient to God's word. I want to learn, um, and the love that we all share with one another. Um, we find that in the in the scripture, be it beloved, how they love one another. Um, mm-hmm. The love is of God, and and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, and God is love. Um, we're going to go across the table to John. Um, John, I'm going to ask you this question. Um, what does church mean to you? I think the the most important thing, obviously, is what Tim was talking about in expressing our love to the Lord. But the other thing, church is a community. It's uh, people gathering together. In, in the Bible, uh, we read in Hebrews 10.25, that to forsake not the assembling of the believers together. And so church then is community. Church is a group of people coming together, uh, as Tim said, with, uh, with different reasons, uh, whether that be worshiping the Lord or, or having the Holy Spirit minister to us. But it's, it's different than the individual doing that. We all can do those things at home. But church, the community come to get, coming together is totally a different thing, and it's necessary, I believe, and that's why the Lord told us not to forsake it. Right. Uh, Joy, I'm curious about this one because um, you just you, you lost your sister recently. Um, what has church meant to you? Like during during that, I mean that's that's something a lot of people go to um, as, as either a reason to go to church specifically is is there's been a tragedy pretty near and dear to him um what has it meant to you just going through that yeah it's meant a lot to me this small church family that we have the support that I gained from all of you guys has meant a lot it helped me get through it and spiritually just being close to God helped a lot Mm. it really did um my sister was very strong in her faith so that helped me a lot to get through it too knowing that she was close to God and it made it a lot easier, you know, to see her go through what she did and let her pass and go be with God. Yeah. We'll just open it up to whoever wants to talk first. What are the big reasons why people don't go to church? I see a lot of people going to church because, as, as, as we all know, they, they're checking off a box. They're, they're filling a square. This is what I'm supposed to do. This is, I'm, I'm, Sunday is a ritualistic day to go to church. 
maybe, maybe, maybe not Wednesday night, but usually not. Um, if, if there, if I'm going to church on Sunday, I'm getting together with my friends. Maybe I can go have have lunch with them afterwards, or or whatever whatever they do on Sunday afternoon. Go to the football game together. Go watch the football game together after right. church. But it's a it's a day of camaraderie rather than a day of getting together to corporately worship, corporately love, corporately um, serve. Um, I think uh, a lot of people do go to church because they're entertained. Um, the worship's the worship's great. It makes them feel good emotionally. It that fills a fills a desire in their heart to to get together and and feel good. Mm. It's a feel good time for them. It's an emotional support, I think. Social event? Social event, just like a concert would be. I mean, do you think that's becoming more and more popular of the reasoning just church being a social gathering? I mean, I know it always has been, but that being the the focus. I do. I agree with Tim on that. I also think a lot of people still believe that, you know, they're they're saved. I'm fine. I just go to church. I can do whatever I want to do during the week. It's okay if I, I go. I'll go to the bar, drink beer. I can do whatever I want during the week, but th- it's okay because I can show up on Wednesday night, mm. Sunday. God will forgive me. But they just truly don't believe, and you know they don't understand what it truly means to go to church. When we uh, first started talking and. We were gonna we were gonna talk about this topic of, of going to church, not going to church. The first thing that came into my mind was the distinction between believers and unbelievers. And I think there's totally a different reason for a believer to go to church and, and an unbeliever. And if you are an unbeliever, you go to church, uh, I believe, because uh, there's a reward there, uh, or there's a consequence for not, uh, and or. Maybe that's the way your parents, you know, told you to go to church when you were little, so it just became a habit. And and that's why I believe that an unbeliever goes to church. Believers go to church. It says in the Word that when we accept Christ as our Savior, we're a new creation. And I believe in that new creation, that person that is created, as you accept Christ as your Savior, and he becomes alive in your life, that the motive that you have to go to church is entirely different for a believer than an unbeliever. A believer looks for community because they seek out that community of believers and they do it to, not for themselves per se, they do it for others. They do it They do it to help somebody else. They do it to worship God. Now, does, do things come their way because of that? Yes, they do. You go to church as a believer, you give, you receive. You give spiritually, you worship the Lord and the Holy Spirit ministers. You go to community, do you, you give to other people your time and your talents? Do they give back to you? They absolutely do, and you receive. A believer is not looking for an excuse to stay home. Right. A believer is looking for everything that they can do to get to church. If they're not in church on a Sunday, they miss it. They right. miss the community. Do you think that's why people, uh, or one of the reasons why people stop going to church is because they didn't get anything from it? I didn't get that new promotion because, you know, I've been going to church. So since I didn't get that, I'm not going to go to church anymore, right? I agree with that thought, but that's a selfish desire. Yeah. And and as a believer in Christ, that's one of the things that he continually works to get out of us. 
is that selfishness that we should be reaching out to others. So if I am not getting out anything out of church, let's say, I might be able to give. You know, it seems to me that a believer is looking to reach out more than they're looking uh, to get something from it. On, on that point, uh, our education system, our workforce system, um, all of our training is geared toward what's in it for me. What's in it for me? What can I get out of this? What can I get out of this work experience? What can I get out of this education experience? What can I get out of life? What can I gain from going to church? Yeah. I I, I uh, talked to a pastor one time. It was really interesting. He was talking about some congregants that he had. And he said they would stop coming to church in the summer because their kids were in traveling volleyball. Okay, so right away church gets bumped to second. But then they did they missed some volleyball games because they went on a vacation or whatever. So he says now all of a sudden church becomes third. You know, and, and so then you can start going down the line and, and church just overall isn't a big priority for a lot of people today, it doesn't seem. The uh Pew Research or Pew Survey, um are the top ten reasons given by Americans who attend religious services at least once a month. Um, and the respondents gave their very important reasons why they go. So these percentages won't add up to 100% because they could give more than one answer. So this, these were in the list of their, their top reasons why. Okay, 80, the, the number one, 81%, to, be, to become closer to God is how they put it. That was number one. Number two, so their children will have a moral foundation. What do you think of that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a funny look. <laughs> so their children, they, they go to church, so their children will have a moral foundation. I, I think the focus is, both both of those answers, the, the focus is in, in the wrong place. It's not on Jesus, it's not on God. It's on me, it's on my children. Yeah. Or my children are more important than, than God. I think that's that's that probably happens quite a bit. People look for a different church for the different programs for kids. It yes, has nothing do. to do with their or growth. Worship. It has nothing to do with their growth. It has everything to do with stuff for who kids. The, who has the best sound system and the best band? Right. I think on on the topic, and, and it's a little bit different, but on the topic of parenting, I think that is critical that parents give their kids an example and not an artificial example. But a real life example, uh, when Kendra and I were speaking a lot and, and doing parenting things, it's one of the questions that came up time and time and time again. How, as a parent, do I uh, get my beliefs across to my kids? Because they seem not to uh, want to go to church, you know, and, and how do I do that? And I thought about that a long, long time. And I thought to my finally, you know, I, I prayed about it and felt like, the best way that a parent can do that is to live out their faith totally legitimately, not artificially, not having, you know, a rule out, I've got to go to church three times and I've got to give my, you know, I've got to do this for my kid. No, you as a parent, you live out the real life in love with Jesus. And then what, then your kids are watching, your kids are watching all the time. Yeah. And as they watch you live out your faith, and it's the real thing, you are sold out to Jesus, you're in love with Jesus, they're going to pick up on that. And if, you're, if, if your goal is any, well, I want my kid to go to church, so I'm going to go to church 
twice, you know, twice a month. <laughs> right. And then you, during the week, you're lying and cheating and yeah. screaming and yelling. And, and, it, and they say, you know, that's totally ridiculous. Right. And the next thing you know, the kids are saying, well, that was, you know, there's nothing there. My mom and dad really don't believe that. They believe it on Sunday. I mean, they, but during the week, holy smoke. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, what's funny to me about that one is it doesn't matter if you go twice a week. It's still at once a week. It's an hour a week. One hour. Yeah, right. You think, you think one hour picking where you're going to go for one hour is going to impact the morality <laughs> basis of your kids when you're it, at, you might be at home doing whatever. Yeah, you know, it's, a that's, day, it's a daily walk and let at least in, in, in my opinion, it's a daily walk and your kids seeing the real deal. The kids see the real deal. Right. They're more than likely going to say, I want some of that real deal. That was, uh, that was, that came in at 69%, by the way. Uh, number three, to become a better person. That's why you go to church, to become a better person. Does anybody have that happen just out of going to church? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> That, that would be okay. a no. <laughs> okay. You don't just magically become a better person because you show up at church. Okay. It might make you look better. Um, that I was, don't know. That was 68%. It makes uh, you look better. Uh, Good job. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you look. It doesn't say that. It says to become a better person. So 68%. That was a pretty high answer. Um, number four, for comfort in times of trouble and sorrow. I, I can see that being an answer for somebody who's not focused on God. I, I, I want comforted when that's that's where I run when something bad happens. Right. I don't I don't I'm not I'm not stationed there. Don't uh, you don't you think though a lot of people put their best put, foot forward at church? Yes. So people who probably aren't as loving during the week are probably really loving. I mean, so I can see where that's coming from. I mean, people yeah. would, would find yes. a church yes. for comfort that's, because that's, I think They'll that's feel love. A good physic, that's a physical, a good physical, emotional answer. Right. Sixty-six uh, percent. Number five. They find the sermons valuable. That's. I mean, it's legitimate. If you've got a, if you've got a minister that is called by God to be there, and he is preaching God's word, preaching from the Bible, I would think that they would get something out of it. There would be truth there that they would get out of it. It says the weekly sermon is less a draw for Catholics than other Christians. Number six, to be part of a faith community. Again, I think that's that, that's probably that's, that's legit. legit. That's yeah. legit. Yeah, yeah true. I mean that's where two or three are gathered. Right. Yep. Right. So yep. you're you're uh, like-minded believers getting together. That's church. Yeah. I mean, especially if have, you love one another. Yeah. There's four on mic here, and there's uh, four others outside. So there's eight of us right now, and we're having church. That's that's true. That. A person, a person coming into community. That's one of the things about going to church. Coming into community, getting together, and feeling that love. And we say it a lot. Where two or three are gathered, you know, there, you know, the Holy Spirit is in the midst. And anybody coming into that setting, if hopefully, if somebody comes into our church during a service that we're having, yeah. they feel whether they're a believer or an unbeliever, they're going to feel the love that's that's in there. It's true. Um, number seven. This is. I, I thought this would be higher to continue their family's religious traditions. That's. I mean, that's a goal of a lot of parents. They want to continue that it's tradition. tradition. Right. That tradition. And a lot of people it, keep going because they don't want to make their mom mad. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, that's. That's exactly. A big that's, one. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. It's the right and thing it, to do. And as right. soon as mom kicks the bucket, they don't show up at church anymore. <laughs> 
which again gets back to they're going for the wrong reason so don't do that uh number eight they feel obligated to go which kind of goes with what we just talked about right that's you know they can feel obligated um number nine to meet new people or socialize yep we discussed that already yep socialization is a big if if you want a place to meet someone that should be good go to church right yes doesn't mean they are that's right that's right good place to meet your future spouse in in fact, <laughs> number ten to please their family, spouse, or partner. What do you think? Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, I think Definitely. that that ha- yeah, I think that happens. Especially happens a if a couple is unequally yoked and, and right their their husband or wife or significant other is going to church. I don't want to be left out. I want to go where they are. Um, yeah. Uh, men were more commonly uh, known to say they sit in the pew every week to please their spouse. Is more and that makes sense. Makes yeah, sense. More men, more men than women, and a healthy. And this was interesting too. The um, a healthy slice of adults younger than thirty say they visit the sanctuary mainly to socialize. Not as surprising as this part. They are less likely than older churchgoers to say they feel God's presence at services. And that's a shame. That's a shame. Absolutely. And, that, and, and I think that that other question of parents. You know, that, that faith going down to their kids, and that's part of it. You know, yeah. okay, you know, come on, parents, in the sense of worshiping with the Holy Spirit and doing those things, your kids, in, in not only in church, but in the family setting, they should feel the Holy Spirit. They should understand what's going on when they, when they then come to church. Uh, shame on everybody right. that, that's, not, that, that's not teaching and not being involved in the situation where young people feel and understand what they're feeling when they feel the Holy Spirit. And a lot of those answers lead me to believe that those people haven't had an infilling, a communion, a communion with the Holy Spirit. Right. The Holy Spirit. Well, and, and, and really, if they haven't felt that, why would they go? Exactly. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's true. The, the sad thing for me about this one is when I saw that, I said a healthy slice of adults younger than 30... And, you know, say they, they visit for for social reasons, and I'm thinking, wow, I'm ahead of that curve. And then I realized I'm older than 30. <laughs> gets, away, gets away from you in a hurry, doesn't it? It does. I thought, man, I'm doing good. Wait, am I in the old person bracket? <laughs> but I think on that one, a lot of it has to do with society today. If you look at um, that generation. Yeah. And what's going on just in the world today, a lot well, of it goes back to that, just with that generation, too. I mean, I, I think parents kid themselves if they think they're going to go to church for their kids when they're not going for the right reason, That to think that the kids can't pick up on that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. It's, it won't work. Right. I mean, it, actually, in a lot of times, it does. it's just the opposite because they see the artificial of it. Right. Really? The, you know, the kids look at it and say, really? Yeah. So then, so then their view, they, their view is hypocritical. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yes. If they're, if they're, if, if a parent is living out their faith, their love of Christ and living that out, we all make mistakes and kids see that as well. Kids say, well, they made a mistake, but we can see the love they have for Jesus and we can see how they, they pray with us when, 
times are tough. You know, dad does this. He prays about it. He asks the Lord. You know, mom does this. She, mm-hmm. I can see the faith that they have. And so that, to me, that's the genuine thing. That's the way kid, kids pick up on the real thing. So, so what do you think the biggest reason is that people don't feel God in a church service? I mean, you can go back to the adage that um, you get out of church what you put into it. So part of that could be that you're not there. They're not seeking. You're not there to seek God. But, I mean, if you truly get to a point where you say, yeah, I do, but I just I am not feeling it at the church, I'm going to. Okay. I believe that a lot of that starts at the top. and so Of if, the church. Well, of, of the individual church that you're going to. That's right. what we're talking right, about, right, correct? Right, right. So that starts with the minister, in my opinion. I agree. Uh, and this, you know, might be a controversial statement, but if the minister is not in love with Jesus, if the minister doesn't feel the presence of the Holy Spirit, if the minister is filling a square, yeah. if the minister is just in it for to have a job, health then insurance, it, health insurance the sure. benefits, sure. then it's very difficult for the congregation and kids to watch that because they're not seeing the real deal out of the person that's supposed to be leading. Right. The, the, so, yes, and, and that would be one of those situations that I believe parents would you know have to sit down and pray about whether they would want to continue in a situation like that and if they did I believe they would talk to their kids and say kids this is what's going on because that's a bummer that mm. that's very difficult yeah I don't want to get off that topic but I believe most people in the United States at least go to church for four reasons Christmas Easter weddings and funerals it's true. That's a majority of, of the United States citizens. That's the that's the four reasons they go to church. Well, there was worth three if if Christmas falls on Sunday for some churches. True. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of churches have gotten away from having church on Sunday. And and, and what, what what does that tell us about believers and unbelievers? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that answers the question right there. Yeah, to me, that's the tail wagging the dog. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's that, and I saw it put um, recently. They said uh, it's a church being a a uh, carnal seeker rather yeah. than a or, or a carnal pleaser rather than a seeker pleaser. Or, you know, or sensitive, I guess, is what they used. Seeker sensitive versus carnal sensitive. You know, you're more sensitive to the carnal mind rather than the one seeking God, and that's not a good church to go to. Don't go to one of those churches. We don't have one. I'm thankful. Me too. Uh, <laughs> to go another layer deeper then what if that's your family church and you've been going there forever and you're not feeling it because there was a change but now you feel stuck like you can't leave because that's been your family church forever and you don't want to make whoever mad i say that's when as parents you get on your knees and you're talking to the lord and basically saying lord do you want me here to be Christ in this situation, or do you want me to go some somewhere else? I and and I do believe, and and I've heard arguments both ways in this. You know that of staying someplace like that, trying to be Christ in the midst of that, uh, is a good thing. And I've heard people say you're basically spitting into the wind. It's never going to work. So, uh, but anyway, I would say that. But you definitely need to get on your knees. But we're a non-denominational church at this point. So then you run into the realm of denominations. 
and you might be in Methodist, like we were Methodist, right? Right. So now you have to find a different church that's Methodist just to please them. I know someone that uh, the family basically kind of disowned them because they didn't stay in the same denomination of a of a church. I mean, that's the pressure. Oh, yeah, that's and it's, right. It's yeah. Satan through and, and through. It, it, I mean, it's we really can pray to like that. Lutherans, they don't. They they're forbidden to go to a different. Catholics are forbidden to go to a different church. Right. To attend a different church. So I mean that that brings a whole another layer of guilt on why you not just why you are going to church but why are you going to the church you're going to, and should you be going there if you're not feeling the presence of God? And that's another another thing as you know as as an adults praying to the Lord and being uh, receptive, if you will, to when He talks to you, the the idea of okay I can ask the Lord and the Lord's going to answer me and then I'm you know then I'm going to go with that so the maturity or, or how well you listen and how much you talk to the Lord I think all that comes into play especially when you get down to a very very difficult situation that you just brought up I mean that's hard yeah I mean that's hard so then you want to do what the Lord is asking you to do but you have to hear his voice I know some people who haven't gone to church all of their life look at the get into the domin- denominational thing it's like Christians can't even get along with each other I mean the, the Catholics think that everybody else is wrong the free Methodists think that the Methodists were too too liberal the, the United Holiness thought that the free Methodists were too liberal yeah um, the Assembly of gods and, and or they can't get along with the Baptists and I I personally think, and and, uh, my wife and I have have podcasted about this on ours, but I personally think that's why a lot of people won't go to church today is is because of the political infighting within these churches and denominations. They're not focused on on scripture at all. It's just, you know, what their traditions have been. They're running, they're running, in my opinion, they're running a, a church like a business. And you can't. Most churches are, though. Well, I know, but but if you're if you're looking at Jesus and Jesus guiding you and what he teaches in the Bible, those are two distinct differences in the sense of uh at least in my opinion that you're going into a church setting it shouldn't be run as a business because you know, business, it's just a different thing. And Jesus that, cleaned those businesses out of the church when he first visited the temple. He was flipping and, tables. He was. They, and that was, that was one of the difficult, that was one of the difficulties that I had. Uh, and it, it literally, it literally wore me out was the political infighting in a denominational church. And so little was about Jesus. And it seemed the most important thing was the the politics of the denomination the board that, meetings lasted longer than church service and anyway and and, and, <laughs> and and it's it's just tiring tim you grew up in church with your your dad being a pastor um did that have any um effect on how you viewed church absolutely how so um the, the way i was brought up was legalistic Sure. So how I viewed church was if I ever stepped out of line, God was going to smack me over the head with with a hammer like the like the, the, the little guys that pop up out of the hole. <laughs> so, whammo, whammo, is that the whack-a-mole? Whack-a-mole, So don't poke your head up, Tim. Keep it down. Every time you step out of line, you're going to get smacked. Um, and that's that's how I viewed because that's how my dad was, <laughs> that's, and that's what he preached is is, is legalism. Um, and that to really turned me off to religion. Mm. Um, I came back to 
wanting, desiring to go to a church where uh, people love one another and, and their main focus is on God, not on checking off the checkbox, not on you got to do this or you're going to hell. You got to do that or you're going to hell. You, you got to do this to get into heaven. That's, that shaped, going, going to that type of church shaped who I am today. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd like to end with one question for everybody. Um, it's going to be fairly personal. Um, Joy, you're across the table. We're going to go with the, uh, the, the theme of the podcast. Ladies, ladies first. Ladies first. <laughs> She's the only one here. She was the brave one. <laughs> she was. <laughs> um, what do you look forward to most in our church every Sunday? That's a tough one because there's a lot to look forward to in our church. Mm. Um, most of all, I think I look forward to, I do, I look forward to hearing the message every Sunday because being that it comes, we have different people that give the message like every month and it's always the the true gospel. Mm. You know, when you come to our small church, you're always going to hear the gospel. It's going to be the word of God. Um, and that's the best thing about our small church. And that's what I look so forward to every mm. Sunday. Tim? Uh, I, I would agree with her um, very much. Um, I also, the, the, the lessons that we all learn from one another. Um, and I always say, I think John always says, when we get up there, I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> this is what yeah. God is. This is amen. what God is oh, dealing with me on. So this is this is what I screwed up. <laughs> yeah, this is right. how this is how God fixed it. <laughs> so so I'm I'm learning and and seeking and just loving and and I love how we love God, how we love one another. So that, that's what I look forward to coming for. John, uh, our worship, uh, I. Uh, get lost in our worship uh, every Sunday. Uh, the Holy Spirit touches my heart. Uh, I I look forward to that, uh, and 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 the community that we have, the people when when we get together, the encouragements that's there. Uh, sometimes I am down a bit, and knowing I know uh, that when I go to church, that uh, there's going to be encouragement there, and. Um, I don't have to worry about backbiting. I don't have to be concerned about all those things. Uh, I know that people are going to love me, and I look yeah. forward to that. Um, I should have went first. <laughs> I, I need to think this through a little more. Uh, for me, it is the feeling that I have when I'm in church with you guys. I mean, it really, I, and I, it's really hard to describe. It's, it's a feeling of being comfortable, yet being convicted. So you're not necessarily comfortable, but you are comfortable. I mean, it's, it's really hard. You guys are looking at me like I'm a dummy. <laughs> um, but it's true. It's, it, it's, it, it's, you feel the presence of God there. You just do. And, it, and, and he, you, he says it where two or three are gathered and there we are. It's not, a, it's not about, it's not about how many people are there. It's just, it, there can be five of us there with people sick or gone or whatever. And you, you get the same feeling. Um, and, and I think it's, it's just from the, the genuineness, like everything is from the heart. And the other thing, church. yeah. And the other thing is when you feel convicted, it's not the people. 
that are doing it's the holy spirit oh that's absolutely do, that's doing that so it's not yeah. it's not somebody up pointing fingers we're not pointing fingers at each other we're pre- just like tim said we're presenting what the lord is doing in our lives and then the holy spirit does at least you know the you, holy spirit you know i had that. somebody tell me one time that went from a small church to a big church he liked the big church because there wasn't the the small town um Bickering and that bickering, kind of, yeah. right? Everybody's in your business. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so then the thing you the the risk you run in being in a smaller setting when we're so personal with each other and and we're preaching to each other, um, is you know you could sit back and say, well, I know what you did. You know, how dare you talk to me that way? <laughs> you could, but we don't. It's called extending <laughs> grace and loving. Yeah, and and trying to exemplify, you know. Christ in that setting. But that, I mean, that's what I mean. We don't, I don't feel that, no. you know, and, and that's, and I think a lot of people don't go to church just because they don't want to feel guilt. Yeah. They and don't want to be in that position. It doesn't, it's not comfortable. And there's something with being comfortable while not being comfortable. And it's just, there's something drawing for me. And that's the, for me, that's what, when the Holy Spirit church. is making you uncomfortable, you can't, I mean, you're not, you can't make any excuse. Well, like Tim, Tim, you know, that doggone Tim, and yeah. when the Holy Spirit's touching your heart, and you know it's the Holy Spirit touching your heart, you can't blame anybody else because you can talk to the Lord about it. But and I think that's a big thing when when the Holy Spirit's doing that. So it is. Well, hey, this has been yeah. fun. Well, before we close, how how can people reach out if they have questions? If they have. Uh, if they if they want to come to church, stay well, tuned. We may do another one. So, <laughs> yeah. so, so normally this is the time where I look at my wife and she takes over on our podcast. So, <laughs> well, Brooke, <laughs> I'm I'm sure we'll uh, I'm sure we'll have a link somewhere. <laughs> Uh, this has been fun. I look forward to uh, I look forward to doing many, many, many more, and and we'll be rotating people in and out, and we'll get different perspectives on different topics. So this is going to be fun. We look yeah. forward to it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>